Welcome to Spirits Podcast, a boozy dive into mythology, legends, and folklore. Every week we pour a drink and learn about a new story from around the world. I'm Amanda. And I'm Julia. And this is episode 134, Your Urban Legends, part 23. I am starting to get confused by the, <laughs> the Roman, Roman numerals. numerals. Oh, God, it's real bad. Well, I think we were 23 when we started Spirit, so it's a, it's a nice and fortuitous uh, uh, choice here. Oh, my God, we were. That's so weird. <laughs> Little babes. Such small babes. Much like the small babes of our hearts, our new patrons. That's so true. Skyla, Iralis, and Michaela, welcome. And you are joining the ranks of such esteemed colleagues as our supporting producer-level patrons. Philip, Eeyore, Christy, Mercedes, Samantha, Danica, Marissa, Sammy, Josie, Neil, Jessica, and Phil Fresh. You know who I'd want to wrap in a blanket and tell them that everything would be okay? Is that our legend-level patrons and also me? Obviously, yes. Ayla, Kelly, Cody, Mr. Folk, Talia, Haley, James, Jess, Sarah, Sandra, Audra, and Jack Marie. Thank you for your ongoing love and support. We will wrap you in blankets anytime. We we put the glow-in-the-dark stars on your ceiling so that you can look up Aww. and see constellations. The best. I had those on my ceiling fan when I was a kid, and I loved them so mm. much. I never had them. I wish I had. I was always jealous when I slept over other people's and they had them. Yeah, well, you had like an annex to your bedroom that was like a little library and study. So <laughs> I did have that later on in life. That is true. That was the bomb. I was so jealous. Uh, speaking of which, have you been reading anything good recently? Oh, my God. Yes, Amanda. I've been reading this fantastic book. It's called River of Teeth by Sarah Gailey. That is the most metal book title of all time. And I am so here for it. So it's basically this idea that in the it's an alternate history book in the late 1800s in Louisiana, the government almost passed a law where they were going to import a bunch of uh, hippos. Oh, to, this. Yes. Yes. To one, deal with a um, like invasive plant species. And two, because our meat supplies were really low and like our cattle just weren't doing it so, so they're river like cow we're just gonna yeah it's the river cow i think they called it low river beef or something like that oh my god and so this book is basically a alternate history of that um where like this kind of morally ambiguous cowboy squad ride hippos and have a swamp heist river cowboys river heist hippos i love it it's also so very gay yes I'm going to check it out of the library immediately. Highly recommend. I think it's part of a two book series um, and it's fairly short. I think it's like novella length. So awesome. I love that so much. And I think you were telling us about that a little bit backstage at the Bell House, which we just performed at on Friday. I feel like I'm still sleepy. I also woke up with the worst cold in the world that morning. Um, so I am I am just getting there. But we talk about it a little bit in the episode since we recorded this Urban Legends episode the morning of our performance. And we were all so nervous and yeah. over caffeinated. But it was amazing. And we wanted to just to thank everybody who came out. Someone had to sign a copy of American Gods. Someone had to sign a copy of Edith Hamilton's mythology, one of good omens. Yeah. It was incredible. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing those things and being like, ah, yes, these people, I associate these fantastic books with you. Please sign them. I'm like, I'm not so, Neil Gaiman, uh, but I'll sign your books. So flattering. And I, I would stay pasta in someone's book. Like it was <laughs> it was it. honestly a dream. Um, and, and we're so excited to bring the show to Boston in October to see everybody who's going to be at Orlando, but that podcast movement and at our public meetup. So it's just it's it's so exciting and um, trust that we are trying to come to new places in 2020. So don't worry about that. Yes, we've seen your your tweets and requests of places to go to, and we'll try to get everywhere eventually. And listen, if you work at a museum, as I know several conspirators do, and you want to bring us out there to talk and have drinks and be boozy, 
you can do that. Just email us. We're here. Yes, please. Uh, the multitude email. Yeah, yeah. info at multitude.productions. You yes. got it do it. So Amanda, because we were recording in the morning, uh, but we still wanted to keep things boozy, I picked a local beer that I thought, you know, really kind of worked as almost like a like a screwdriver kind of morning. Like, yeah, yeah, like a like a mimosa, but beer, because why not? So I picked the mango starfish ale from Great South Bay Brewery, which one of my favorite breweries on Long Island, really, really good. And so it's an ale made with mango puree. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It's the perfect like morning summer beer. Like if I was going to the beach, you know, this would morning be a beer. beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. But listen, sometimes you get up at five and you take a boat and then you show up and you have a beer at eleven thirty. That's yeah. fine. Or like ten. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's all good. Live your truth. I love that so much, Julia. And I know that the next time I go to the beach, I will be listening to my maybe favorite podcast, which is Horse. And I know we talked about it before on the show, but this week I wanted to recommend that if you listen to one or two multitude shows, check out the other ones. We make them so that if you love one, you're going to love the others. And Horse just had an episode with my longtime friend, Melissa Anelli, someone who decided to get into basketball as an adult and talked with her about her experience becoming a basketball fan. And it was just so lovely and relatable because a lot of the Horse listeners, myself included, are getting into basketball and getting into this like new fandom as adults. So I really appreciate that interview. And they also talked about one of the most badass trash talkers in the entire world, this very famous WNBA player. Um, and she is just the the most badass bitch. And I want to take notes from her all the time. So this most recent episode, number 26, is a great episode to get into if you want to try out horse. Uh, Melissa and Ellie also somehow connected Harry Potter, Town, and basketball all together. And I didn't think that was possible, but she did it. And it's incredible. What more do you need? That's a, a great endorsement. Well, plug horse into your podcast player. Enjoy the three or four horse-related podcasts that come up, uh, but mostly click on the the beautiful pink cover of the horse show by Multitude. Pink and blue, baby. And without further ado, enjoy Spirits Podcast Episode 134, Your Urban Legends Part 23. We have a very special uh, Your Urban Legends episode today because all three of us are in the same room. Wow. We're in the studio. I'm very thrown off because I'm used to us counting in and that's like my cue to like, oh, start paying attention now. <laughs> Meta just started talking. I was like, what's happening? I don't think we've talked about the studio. I yeah. mean, I haven't because I'm literally in here for the first time ever right now. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's spooky. There's just one. There's just one lamp. Just one. So just far, like... Schneider. We've been here for like three weeks. <laughs> Well, I haven't been here. No, but I'm saying we are building out the studio yes. as we were like ordering materials from acoustical companies and things. Yeah, no, I'm not, now, this isn't a dig. It's not a dig by any means. Spooky. Spooky. spooky is good. Spooky. That's true. We that's have true. a yeah. spooky <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what show do you think we're doing right now? <laughs> Enjoy the party. This Welcome. was all a compliment. <laughs> this was all a compliment. Thank it's you. It's because it, because like we have like just like one mood lamp and it's all very like dimly lit. Mm. It, it has a vibe that I... That I feel like matches the podcast. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. I wasn't saying. I wasn't saying like this looks like shit. It looks like an old haunted house. Sorry. I'm we saying are... like this. This has the right vibe for what we're going for. Can we hang up some cobwebs and maybe a skeleton somewhere though? So it does get that haunted house vibe. I think we should definitely decorate it for Halloween for sure. Perfect. I'm for sure. so excited. I'm a, all year. I'm a little bit jumpy because we're going on stage at the Bell House in ten hours. Oh Jesus. We and are. That's going to be extremely fun. Oh God. But also. Nerve-wracking. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I can't wait. But by the time this comes out, we'll have done it. So, you know, yay, that was so great. I'm so proud of us. Wow. 
I'm glad I got our merch package back from that ghost named Barry who apparently signed for it when no one was here. Wait, did we get the Barry merch back? No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm, no, I'm hoping, hoping and trusting that, that I will, will, that I will have package. done that. Barry, yes. okay. why? <laughs> Someone stole our merch. Their name's Barry. We don't know where they Barry, are. Barry, why? Barry, why? While Barry thinks about what he's done, um, do you guys want to jump into some listener-submitted urban legends? Yes, obviously. Who wants to start? I, I'll, I'll start. We both just looked at you across the table. I I have a very weird experience here because I see you two looking at me back across the table, but then I also could see the back of of our audio engineer Brandon's head, and I could see every time someone says something that he he reacts to, he just kind of like turns his head and goes, hmm. Mm -hmm. So so I've I've got a whole different vibe going Mm -hmm. that I typically do with like, a Google Hangout you and have an like audience audition of one. O- o- open. Yeah, we also don't have the Henry and Herbie lap cam, which is uh, yeah. frankly disappointing. M- missing, missing my boys dearly. I did they, see uh... a a pup on the way here that looked like them and got very nice. excited That's for you. Great. Yeah, whenever we see a, an old Boston, we say, "Oh, it's an Arnie." Very yeah. nice. All right. Well, I am gonna start in with the old oak tree. Okay. I'm gonna take this take this horse. To the, to the old, old oak, oak tree. tree. Here we go. Climb till we can't no more. This story comes to us from PJ. They use uh, she, her pronouns. And the story goes, my story comes from Beaumont, California. There is an old oak tree that is usually referred to as the old oak tree or the silent oak. That's, I don't like that. The silent, silent oak. oak. When you think about it, most trees are silent. Yeah. But... but, but Unless it falls in the forest. Unless, that's true. <laughs> you don't know that, though. <laughs> that's true. You're not around to hear or it. Or it's like creaking in the wind. I'm I'm curious how silence is more spooky than I'm very sound. concerned. Yeah. Let's see. The tree is about 70 feet tall and has a canopy of about 100 feet. It has been a very popular hangout for teens since around 1940, where they go to drink, get stoned, and fool around. Mm-hmm. Uh, this actually, they actually wrote, get stones. But I assume they get stoned. I mean, maybe the lot of stone collectors in the area. They a lot of rocks. It's great. Our version of that was a Taco Bell parking lot. So yes, this sounds was. a lot classier. Yeah, the, the, we had something very similar uh, in the in the park behind our high school, where like there was like clearly the spot where like the teens would go, and there were like beer cans and like a fire pit. Yeah, just like in the middle of the woods, like behind the high school by a like playground kind of area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had one of those um, next to a decommissioned middle school, the yep. middle school my mom went to, which was then uh, like condensed and shut down when they made a new one and turned into like an adult, like continuing education uh, center. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was smack between two highways. So there are unfortunately many cases of students like endangering their lives as they, you know, try to like run away from the cops. Onto the highway, no less. Onto the highway. No good, no good. There are a couple stories associated with this tree and other places nearby. There isn't any info that I've found about the age of this tree or a timeline of the original events. I'm guessing the early 1900s, but here we go. Up in the hills of Beaumont slash Cherry Valley, California, there lives a witch. She had a large two-story barn style home with the lower floor being stone and the upper floor made of wood and had no stairs because she flew around, I guess? <laughs> sure, why not? And a young oak tree in the yard. The people of Beaumont found out that she practiced black magic and hung her from the tree. After a while, the house fell apart, leaving nothing but parts of the stone structure from her home under this huge oak tree. But to this day, there is still a rope hanging from the branches. No, what? cut why it off. Why did you leave Don't that do there? That. Nope. Today, she haunts this area, and the tree can bring people back from the dead. 
Mm-hmm. Around the 1970s, people got desperate and started dumping the bodies of their loved ones <laughs> on the 1970s. Oh no! This is the 19th. This cannot be the. Did someone... I'm willing to guess the 18th. Well, no, because they said everything started in the early 1900s. Oh boy! I does mean... this hold on? Wow! Did someone read? Stephen King's Pet Cemetery mm. during the 1970s. It's possible. And it there was seems... like, mm, well, this tree probably brings back bodies. Amanda's t- double checking my, my time here. It's with an S because Stephen oh, King. I, I was like, that's a very common autocorrect error, I guess. <laughs> 1983. Oh, damn. So there was something in the water. Yeah. Stephen King's Could Pet be. Cemetery. Well, we'll find out if it works, I okay. guess. It probably would. Probably not. Probably, I think we would, I feel like we would, I think heard about we would it. hear about that. Uh, so they st- started dumping their bodies under the tree, hoping that the myth was true. Jesus. I've been up there before hearing the story and definitely got weird, unpleasant vibes. Mm. I did hear weird noises, but I brush it off thinking it's probably w- one of the many types of creatures living in the hills, but still asked my friends if we could dip. When we got back to the car, it wouldn't start. I told my friends something wasn't right, and they told me the story of the witch. I am... <laughs> Your friends Wait, are great. So you went up here without the knowledge of the story. You're just like, let's go see a spooky tree. Don't know why it's spooky. Well, it was the teen hangout tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. It's the teen hangout right. tree. Right. But then you're like, mm, something isn't right here. They're like, yeah, because of the witch ghost. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> why? I immediately started freaking out when I was told of all the remains that had been found there. The, I, what? Someone's got to keep this this town needs to get shut down this, i hope that, <laughs> i hope this, I hope this story ends with with the town being shut down we eventually got the car started drove off in a panic and hung out at denny's until we calmed down mm, nice. and i refused to and i have refused to go back ever since that's a smart choice always going mm. go to a denny's also as they say you don't go to a denny's you wind up at a denny's that's very true it's very very true <laughs> Denny's, you don't go here. I've heard stories of orbs and aberrations appearing and a lot of people having problems starting their cars up there. If you're interested, there's a bunch of videos of people going up there at night on YouTube. Don't need that. Of course there are. No, thank you. I've never watched them because I'm super sensitive to watching or seeing anything paranormal, but you should check them out. I, we appreciate the link, we, yes, however. We appreciate <laughs> that you listen to our podcast, too. Yeah. The stories nearby are Gravity Hill, where a group of teens were driving along when their car broke down not too far from the tree, and the and the ghost witch became territorial and killed them all. Like they're, Now I'm territorial. Now I'm a mean witch. <laughs> now if you stop on the hill, they will push your car uphill to safety. The other is that 13 steps, which is a staircase to nowhere. Nobody knows when or why they were built. But there are 13 concrete steps that go up the hill on the side of the road. And it's said that if you walk up to the 13th step, the witch will kill you. And now we have a part that I haven't read yet, Uh which I know is usually a no-no. But here we go. It says, spoilers. So so now now we're in the spoiler section of the story. (laughs) Now we're all being spoiled. Go ahead. (laughs) Knowing what I know about the town's history and physics, Gravity Hill is an optical illusion. And not a very good one, because we because we saw where we were going downhill the second we got there. At the and the witch's house was in fact a stagecoach station. But I know that the tree for sure is haunted by all the dead people that have been found there. The most recent was in 2015 when the body no. of a jogger was found in a shallow grave under the tree. Don't do oh that. shit! Pretty terrible place to hide a murder with such high foot traffic, if you ask me. Needless to say, I will never go to that tree again. Again, this is one of the more haunted locations in California. From the stories I've heard, go up there around 1 or 2 a.m. No, thank you. And if you don't believe in ghosts, 
You will when you leave. Quite terrifying. <laughs> well, Thank that was you. a good story. And I find it extremely endearing that uh, a spoiler for an urban legend is the like <laughs> the verified and historical circumstances of the yeah. urban legend. That's very good. <laughs> best. So cute. So we're going to go there next time we're in California? Yeah. Definitely not. I mean, one or two in the morning. I'll look at it from the car. Okay. In the day. All right. You guys are no fun. <laughs> I mean, I just like not being spooked. Fair. I like this is the level of spooky I can handle, which is a, <laughs> reading a story about a spooky warm, things. a warmly lit small room. Yeah. Yeah. Not near a spooky tree. Not near, as far as I can tell. Well, would you guys like to hear three cool supernatural stories from Brazil? Yes, obviously. Yeah. Amanda puts well, on glasses. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> this comes to us from Mika, a listener from Brazil. So the first story is actually about my brother from when he was a baby, about three years old, that my mom just told me about a few years ago. My mom was a single mom, so she had to leave him with the babysitter during the day while she was at work. One day, the babysitter told my mom my brother wouldn't stop crying when she put him to sleep and kept saying there was someone in his room. Mm-mm. My mom got worried and tried to put him to sleep herself. When she was in his room, he started crying and said there was an old man staring at him in the corner of his room. My mom thought he was joking, but he kept saying, he's right there, sitting and smoking. And my mom got really creeped out, of oh, course. No. What my brother saw, we think, was a preto belho. He is an orisha and a good entity, but he kind of scared my brother. Yeah, um, there's a couple of different, uh, I think, orishas who are associated with like cigar smoking and stuff like that. So that's really interesting. I thought that was really awesome. The second story, more recent. I was coming back from a party with my boyfriend. And it was really late at night. There was no one on the streets. We were chatting next to his building. And when I looked back to the building door, there was a weird figure standing there. Mm-hmm. I stopped dead in my tracks since I could feel a creepy energy coming from it. My boyfriend looked at me and asked what was going on. And I just said, are you seeing it too? He looked where I was pointing and didn't say anything. Mm-mm. We just rushed to the door and got in the elevator. Don't like that. Later, he told me that he saw it too. When I got closer to it, I could see that it was a very tall woman. I would say that she was like almost two meters tall, six feet-ish. Ooh. And she was dressed head to toe in what looked like a black veil. Nope, 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 nope. I could see very little from her face, but it was very white and she didn't move at all. She looked dead almost just standing there. I really had no idea what the fuck that was. And I keep thinking about it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> That's such a mood. You're just like, I don't know what it was. And I keep thinking about it. Yeah. Well, this is the last one. This happened in my best friend's house. She's also a Wiccan. And sometimes when we're together, shit gets chaotical and magical. This was one of those times. We were doing tarot readings and talking about all the weird shit that happens in her house because of all the spirits. She probably said something like, all you stupid guys here, referencing all the spirits, could you just fuck off? Joking about it because she was mad about some weird visions that she kept having. Bad idea. Don't talk shit about the spirits. Yeah, don't do that. Correct. After a while, we were in the kitchen having a 3 a.m. snack. These girls know how to party. I, I love know, it so much. Love it. Very good. A lot of late night stuff happening. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's when the ghosts what's come the, out. What's the best 3 a.m. snack? Mozzarella sticks. Like like fried, mo- like yes, fried mozzarella sticks. Yes, fried mozzarella sticks. I cold Chinese food. Cold mm. Chinese food. Bowl of cereal is also pretty good. I, 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 like a, I like a good single fried egg. Oh, right, Just a late night fried egg. Producer Brandon is uh, <laughs> turned around fully to turned you. around to give me a stare for that one. I love that uh, the specter of Brandon is now on all of the multitude shows. Yeah, it's yes. all of us good. record here. No longer is he is he restrained only to join the party yeah. and occasional guest appearances. He's been it's unleashed like a ghost. So this 3 a.m. snack uh, was was happening in the kitchen. We don't know what the snack is. So uh, Mika, please write back and tell us what it was. 
We were passing in this corridor and I just looked to the TV room and saw a pile of old hats moving to become a huge dark <laughs> okay, shadow okay. There's a lot with of a stuff hat on top of his head. Yeah, we got to unpack that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just right. let's finish the anecdote. Ready? So a uh, pile of old hats moving to become a huge dark shadow man with a hat on top of his head. Mm-hmm. Okay. The yeah, huge shadow waved at me and then the hat fell back onto the pile. That is the anecdote. Unpack it. Okay. Pile I'll, of hats. Yeah, let's start with pile of hats. <laughs> How many that's hats is a pile? First off, I am I know this is probably not the case, but I'm imagining a pile of just bowler hats. Get same. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. I feel like because it's the spookiest hat. Yes. Like you see a like if a ghost is wearing a hat, it's probably it's either a Civil War general hat mm-hmm. or a bowler hat. As we know from Hill House, bowler hats very scary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just imagining just a, also a pile of hats, rega- even if they're just so baseball many. caps or, or beanies. Why? Why just is? Just why a pile? A pile has to be like five or more, right? I, I mean, so. for, for, for hats aren't that large, so you need a lot. Unless you they're, need they're, they're like, made of hats. They could be cowboy hats I was or, or like cowboy rain. Cowboy hats, you really only would need five for a pile. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, think, Still. I think you have a pile of cowboy hats at like three or four. Okay. Still, just get some hooks. But, but however, if, if we picture this being like a like a swirling, like an almost tornado of hats <laughs> and enough hats that it makes a form that can itself be wearing a hat, no. there had to be a lot of hats there. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like the the like the the shadowy specter kind of came out of the hat. And then wore one oh, hat. There wasn't a bunch of hats, oh, which okay. I do, which was what I was thinking initially as like, well. Yeah. Dust like, like so a I think it's man. like a shadowy thing and it right. kind of like was wearing one of Ooh, the hats. Oh, that's worse, I think. <laughs> mm. None bad. of it's good. They're both bad. <laughs> so this was in a. This wasn't in their apartment. This is in a corridor. In the friend's house. So they were walking down okay, the hallway. Okay, so they're still. So it's yeah. in. Okay. Looked into the TV room, and then that was happening. I'm there. not convinced this isn't from a ghost, and this story. Because <laughs> this is like, Mika, the, like uh, this is Micah this is an abandoned house that has oh. been like decrepit for 50 oh, years. Oh, maybe. And this is just some of the spooky stuff that this ghost is getting up to. That could because be. Because it's such a strange i just can't get over a pile of hats mm-hmm. it's very it's very specific i feel like i've only ever seen a pile of hats in our like family ski like winter wear bin yeah. you know with like mm-hmm. a bunch of winter hats that all the kids would like mm-hmm. you know share um but uh, okay listen so mika i or micah i'm not sure how to pronounce it i'm sorry uh please send us evidence that you're not a ghost we will put it on the Instagram and and make sure that <laughs> Show us the pile. Well, we, we can like, just what if we like we look at the picture and it's like clearly a person and then we post it to Instagram and there's just no one. Oh, <laughs> no. It's just the background. Don't do this. To no, us. we would not. We would not uh, defraud our our listeners like that. But <laughs> just to finish up the email, um, Mika says we spend the rest of the night lighting up candles and burning incense for protection. My friend calls the spirit the Hatter or Black Cloak. <laughs> yep. She told me he's in the house for years and a lot of people have seen him, but never someone outside the family. And this sighting was the first time he moved a real object. Oh, no. So, Schneider, it sounds like you're a, you're a shadow with a hat on it. Sounds right. Mm. Hope you guys enjoy my creepy stories. Keep being awesome. Scary. Don't like it. We sure did enjoy them. It was real bad. We sure did. Please I say bad, sure. but in like the best way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But please, please tell us that you're real. <laughs> okay, so I have an email. Uh, the title is Creepy Clowns, Murder Train Curses, and Seminaries That Are No Less Than 85% Haunted. And it comes from Ooh, Ducky. Wait, did you it. say seminaries or cemeteries? Seminaries. Okay. Yeah. That's why I picked it. I'm just confused by the, uh, the percentage. <laughs> I, I'm sure <laughs> like we'll get an I know what an 85% haunted cemetery is. I don't know what an 85% <laughs> haunted seminary is. I mean, it doesn't matter what the building is. It can yeah. still be mostly haunted. Yeah. Let's True. see. 
Uh, So this email comes from Ducky, and he says, I have a few stories from my small hometown. We have a population less than 10,000 individuals. The town was incorporated in the 1830s, and the name is straight up based on the outcome of a poker game. Wow. That's very good. And the best part of these stories is that me or my family is tangentially connected to every single one. Now, I do want to warn you right off the bat that these are very recent, as in the last 20 years, so uh, some as recent as last year. So the lore hasn't really settled yet, and these are amalgamations of the best parts of the different versions. Cool. And I know our favorite thing in the world is things that are too recent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, extremely scary. I don't need specifics. (laughs) <laughs> the vaguer these stories, All right, so Schneider, the better. You pretend we're talking about the 19-teens, and okay. Julia will continue. Okay. Clowns are royally creepy fuckers. Already off yes, to a great start. that's true. I think we all agree. When my mom was younger, right after my older sister was born, she was babysitting for a family in our town. The kid was about five years old. Cute little girl named Sarah, if my memory serves. At this point, since my sister had arrived in the world, my mother's time had become considerably more occupied, so unfortunately she had to quit her job. This story came out about six months later towards the end of that summer. According to my mother, the family involved and the city police records, this all started around the time that my mom left. That is a very good writing technique to be like, this was serious enough that there are city police oh, records. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. I'm here for it. Sarah's parents had a huge house. It was a three-story old colonial style house, six bedrooms and a huge finished attic. Sarah's dad turned the attic into a little playroom for his daughter so that mm-hmm. she had a place to spend her days playing where her parents didn't have to worry too much about whether or not she was safe. And I've when she lost her babysitter, ring. it got even more so. This is going to go real bad real quick, guys. Uh-oh. Just like little footsteps above you? Don't want that. She would spend about eight hours a day up there playing and talking to her imaginary friends. One of those friends was a silly clown who she said lived in the attic room. Uh Uh-oh. For obvious reasons, her parents laughed it off as an imaginary friend. After all, this was how she talked about him. Over the next few months, her parents heard more and more about the clown. When they would take her somewhere, she would always ask if the clown uh, could come, run upstairs, come back saying that he said he couldn't come along. No harm, no foul. Things started to get really weird one day when her father found her sneaking food upstairs. When he confronted her about it, she said the food was for the clown. No. He told her, sweetie, your clown doesn't eat. He's in your head, honey. And she said, he's not imaginary. He eats. I've been feeding him for a long time. No. And then it's just a key smash in the email. (laughs) I hate it. The dad immediately went upstairs to the attic. It was empty at first glance, but then he opened the closet door and there was a man with red hair Uh in a clown costume and makeup. Yep. There's there police records about this, by the way. Let me just remind you. Oh, shit. I, thought, I was like, that's a very good story. But I don't, I don't even want to confront the fact that this is, this is a, a real story. So the clown tried to run, and the dad caught him and called the police, and they came to arrest him. He was put in the back of the cop car in handcuffs. Next level of creepy, here we go. He disappeared. No! No! One second, he was in the back of the cop car. Next, poof, gone. The police went back into the house to keep an eye on it for the next few days while they looked for the guy, but they never found him. So, creepy guy in a clown costume or a ghost clown? Who knows? I think real guy is creepier. A few years ago, there was like a video that got shared around social media of like someone like living in like... I don't remember, maybe like Hong Kong or something. Mm-hmm. And like a woman was like living in their crawl space. And like while they were like going out for the day, 
they like set up videotape and you saw the person like get out and like oh walk around God. the apartment and like go back into the crawl space like was eating their food and everything and i'm just like there was a That's... podcast episode about that too, where it was like this woman. There was a guy oh, living in her. Yeah, there's an episode of Criminal. Yes, it's an episode that's of it. Criminal. That's also terrifying. Like that's one of the most scary things I can imagine. That's it's like so scary. Someone unknowingly living in your house. Yeah, I, it's it's too creepy. It's too creepy. I would much rather assume a domovoy like moved my cereal box, yep. you know, or whatever, than a freaking person cohabitating. Oh, and the whole thing with the dog, like recognize this person so wouldn't bark at it anymore yeah. oh my god it's horrifying oh, fuck. i hate yeah. it i hate there it there was a there was a night like a few months ago where kelsey was out of town and like i heard something and like had to like check every part of the house oh. i was just like under but like under bed like and, like uh. the whole check the mm-hmm. full the full check and like the thing is like the way our our house is there's kind of like not like an an x but like there's a way that like if you were like standing in one spot they could possibly sneak into another room behind <gasps> no, you. So it. I was like checking like constantly, be like, okay, well, like make sure that like there's no way that they could have gone from there to there. Oh, I checked the attic. I checked everything. Everything got. Ch- I think it's because the back door was left unlocked too. Yeah. So like the back door was left unlocked. I was like, oh, I don't know. And in our town, there it, it's been known that like homeless people get into your basement like just lived out there oh no and so that doesn't that's never happened to us and we use our basement pretty regularly but like it happened to someone i knew it's like the idea that like someone has gotten into the house is not like an impossible feat yes this was also a plot line on the um sitcom happy endings which a friend of the show lauren chippen talked to me enough about that i that i watched it Mm -hmm. and uh then one of their friends was like going to date the guy living in the upstairs crawl space and i was like no please don't oh no don't do that It's very bad. And the next story is the haunted seminaries story. So the oldest building in town was a former seminary. It was almost 100 years older than the town itself. So obviously it was haunted by a bunch of priests who died there over the years. No. Breaking in was kind of a rite of passage here. I can tell you firsthand that it was incredibly dangerous. The floors were absolutely rotten and so were all of the support beams. People would frequently talk about the ghosts they would see wandering through the windows or staring out at them as they walked the grounds. One night, a friend of mine was in there and was chased out the front door by a man in priest robes holding a crucifix. There was obviously no one there. Well, about two years ago, there was supposed to be a party in the old building. Massive blowout, end of school kind of thing. The night before the party, there was supposedly flashing lights coming out of the windows and strange noises. And after about five minutes of that, the entire building collapsed on itself for absolutely no reason. No. Now, mind you, this was an old building and these things happened, but the outer walls weren't rotten. They were brick, and so they were sturdy. Now, when a building notorious for housing the ghosts of priests collapses the night before a massive party was being held there, eh, it's something to think about. Oof. I would say that's that's pretty full haunting, not 85%. Yeah, no, it's pretty pretty haunted, I would say. Yeah, that's that's the full deal. I, I like, like the that. idea of of like the, the town and Footloose. The priests are not into <laughs> partying and dancing. And so they were like, we would rather we tear this building down ourselves than allow the children to get drunk and dance. Or maybe they were trying to save them from danger and they and they pulled the building down the day before there was going to be a big that's blowout. possible. Hmm. You're you're very optimistic about these ghosts. I want to believe. Fair. Well, those were two really great stories. I think, though, I'm going to need a refill before we tackle the rest. Let's go. 
Julia, we are gearing up for a summer full of travel, and I have always been obsessive about the luggage that I use. I love to backpack with a tiny bag. I love to use packing cubes to keep all of my clothing really modular and, and organized in my suitcase. So I was extremely excited to finally try Away. I got this model called the Bigger Carry-On, which is a carry-on size, but it's like the absolute limit of it. So you can pack the most possible in your suitcase while still being able not to check a bag. And it really lived up to all the expectations I had and more. It is lightweight. It has that battery so you can charge your devices. They have a limited lifetime warranty. So if for whatever reason that's not your fault, the bag gets damaged, they will fix or replace it, which is great. And they have a compression pad that'll help you pack more in your suitcase, which if you're going with like multiple costume changes and need a bathing suit, like we are going to need for Orlando and our yeah. performance at Podcast Movement, you need something like that. I know that traveling is sometimes really stressful, but Away makes it so much easier. It really does. And I, I, I know quality when I see it. And honestly, this really is what I think about Away. So you can actually get $20 off a suitcase at awaytravel.com spirits and use the promo code spirits during checkout. That's $20 off your suitcase at awaytravel.com spirits and use the promo code spirits during checkout. Make your traveling a little bit easier this summer. Mandy, you know what else I'm really excited about with this upcoming traveling that we're going to be doing? Being in Orlando in August. Yes, but also <laughs> premiering new outfits. Yes. And thank God for Stitch Fix because otherwise I would just be buying off the rack and it'd be terrible and I'd be like, does this fit me? Does this look good? I don't know. But Stitch Fix is here to help me figure out what my style is and sending me stuff that they know I like. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing, shoes, and accessories directly to you. They have brands that you know and love, plus exclusive styles that you can't find anywhere else. So if I want that leopard pattern t-shirt or whatever, can't find it anywhere else, only with Stitch Fix. And if you need like new items for work or for, you know, formal occasions, that's fine. I'm wearing a cardigan right now that I got from Stitch Fix when I was still working in like a traditional office and I needed something that's appropriate, but also warm and light that I could change out with different outfits and Stitch Fix came through. Yeah, we were in uh, Nashville for another conference. And first day I was there, Amanda's like, wow, I really like that dress. I'm like, I got it specifically for this from Stitch Fix. I asked them for special outfits and they sent them to me. And we high-fived. So you too can get started today at stitchfix.com spirits to get 25% off when you keep everything they send you in your box. That's stitchfix.com spirits. Stitchfix.com spirits. Get yourself some cool clothes. Amanda... The summer of 2015 has been a little rough. I'm very sweaty all the time. Oh, no. But it's good because with the help of Care Of, I am getting into a healthy routine. I am making sure that my health and wellness is a priority. And Care Of makes it super easy to upgrade my health routine. So they have this really, really easy online quiz. It's fun. It asks me about my health goals, my lifestyle choices. It only takes five minutes. And then they recommend a bunch of vitamins and supplements that really are supposed to help me with scientifically backed data. That's super important. And I know it makes it really easy to make it part of your routine. So you can get these timed shipments. They come in little packs that tell you when to take it each day. That way you never forget if you took it yesterday or not. Yeah. And with someone with bad executive dysfunction like me, having a little packet to remind me to take my things that I should be taking that make me feel better, it's a good idea. Also, I have noticed that they have a bunch of different vegan and vegetarian supplement options. So some people like the way some people like other like plant-based protein. So they have all of these options for you, to, depending on what your dietary needs are. And I really appreciate that because a lot of people don't think about that in health and wellness. But care of 
it's got your back. It's here to help you out. That is the care of difference. And I know that our listeners can go and check that out for themselves and get 25% off their first care of order at takecareof.com with the code spirits. Yep. Again, that's 25% off your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and entering the promo code spirits at checkout. Thanks, care of. Now let's get back to the show. Our next urban legend comes from Camille who titles her message, Slightly Unfortunate Adventure on a Mystical Mountain, featuring spirits and leeches. Ooh, I love leeches. I don't know why. Leeches are always, like, kind of creepy. love cre- leeches? In, like, the way that, like, oh, they creep me out. Like, okay. 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 All right. Uh, Camille begins her message with Philippines, comma, 2019, and then an M dash, like it's an AP uh, press it. release, which I extremely enjoy. Yes. <laughs> All right. We kids in the Philippines grew up with tales of Maria Makiling, the guardian spirit of a nearby mountain and lake. Mount Makiling, named after the crooked-slash-rugged terrain, very original, Mm. is a dormant volcano in the provinces that neighbor the capital, Metro Manila, where I live. Maria Makiling is probably the most mainstream local legend. Before Spanish occupation, people were already venerating her as Dying Masalanta. I'm trying my best here, y'all. Which means Lady of Natural Calamities. Same. That is such a good name. She could control the weather, so you were supposed to respect her. Fair. She was also supposed to be an antique. Also, she's a lady. Yeah. So just respect just her. Just be respectful. Regardless God. of her superpowers. Regardless, respect every person. Okay. <laughs> she was also supposed to be an Anito sent by the supreme god Bathala. Mm. The closest thing I can think of in recent pop culture is Tafiti in the movie Moana. Okay. She's been a Maria for hundreds and hundreds of years now because of syncretism. I find it fascinating that the legends haven't changed their shape much, though. In 1890, local writer Jose Rizal wrote this, and then we have a link, which we'll put in our Patreon show notes, Mm -hmm. um, essay with stories from locals. He lived around the area and was into nature and writing. Most stories were just distant sightings of a girl in white bathing in streams or running impossibly fast over the tops of tall Carabo grass. (gasps) Creepy AF. Some stories were more fantastical. Someone knew someone who Maria fell in love with, and so on. I love people who fall in love with ghosts and or spirits. Me too. Rizal did remark in the end that no matter how much he explored, even summiting the mountain once, nothing have I seen, nothing have I heard. Hmm. I read that essay, though, after we got into a spot of trouble on the mountain. (laughs) Around last year, my friends and I got into hiking. And when you take hiking and camping even slightly seriously, you know you have more things to worry about than the supernatural. The supernatural has to take the back seat. Hell, it's thrown out the window. Besides, the concept of Maria McKeeling was to me much too common worldwide. Boobylicious and bootylicious curves, bam, that mountain's a lady. <laughs> Camille, I love you. <laughs> Still in February this year. Still look at those peaks. Oh no, Julia's crying. It's really funny. Can you read it again? Just start back from there. I can. Just I so can. Just because I know people want to back it up and yeah, hear it again, so might as well just say it. Boobylicious and bootylicious curves, bam, that mountain's a lady. <laughs> it's so good just as good the second time just as good the second time excellent well in february of this year camille was hyped to finally see the legendary place at 11 a.m we were near the top of the mountain walking along its rolling ridge it's curves if conditions remained ideal we would reach the summit within two hours from there it would take around three hours to descend conditions though did not remain ideal oh no our friend sprained first one knee then the other oh no ouch let me just say, we were a party of nine. Four went ahead so that the forest rangers below could be informed that there was trouble along the trail. Five of us remained, including the injured guy, to do what we could and camp if we had to. McKeeling's famous crown of clouds began to form. 
and soon we were shrouded in mist. This meant many things. It was cold and wet in a dense tropical forest. It was dark and confusing. The leeches went wild. The path became intensely muddy and narrow. And worst of all, we couldn't use our cell phones. There was no signal. The two boys were dragging the injured guy along, and us two girls were slightly desperately forging ahead to see if we were still on the path. I just knew what we were going to be asked when we finally got down. What the hell did you do to make the mountain that mad? (laughs) We reached the summit at 6 fucking p.m. and created a makeshift camp out of two tarps in the shelter of a few trees. That is when we found out why A, McKeeling is the lady of natural calamities, and B, camping is no longer allowed on the mountain. Oh no. (laughs) We were constantly on the lookout for pit vipers same the other i feel like pit vipers should have been the thing that you talked about in the in the body of the email oh no the leeches come back don't oh, worry. oh good <laughs> we were constantly on the lookout for pit vipers the other girl blew a bloody leech out of her nose there we go oh out fuck of her no nose. no oh fuck out we all said nose. except the one guy who was falling unconscious from the cold oh no and yes it was so damn cold he was falling asleep he hadn't been sleepy earlier He didn't even want to get up or open his backpack for his cook set. None of us were supposed to be sleepy yet. His murmurs about it being so cold just five minutes were what spurred me to jump up and stomp around the mountain clearing looking for a signal, which thankfully I found on one tiny spot. Flicking windswept leeches away from my face. Windswept leeches. I rapid fire messaged everyone I could our location and situation. Oh my god. Just... This is extremely bad. Flying through the air. It's like like it's a <laughs> like locusts on the wind. Like I, I hate it. I hate it. Locusts I... don't attach themselves to you if they get to you. That's though. true. We were in a tropical country, just one thousand and ninety meters above sea level, and so very close to the city. Sure, McKeeling has its own personal microclimate, but it would still be the most embarrassing thing to die of hypothermia here. Rescue arrived at eight p.m. We touched base at one a.m. The injured guy who was being supported got to safety at three a.m. Those hours of downhill hiking in the mud and mist and dark were, frankly, more mentally than physically draining. One rescuer told us it would have gotten colder and colder closer to dawn, which was very dangerous. One of their last rescues even had a tent, but once they got there, it was still too late. Most of the downward trek, the trail was so narrow we had to go in single file. The wind, you may know, has a way of changing pitch or whistling when going through narrow passages. Mm -hmm. I was in one such narrow passage, in a sort of 10-foot deep trench, when the wind did just that, but with frightening specificity. Uh Uh-oh. Camille, said a woman's voice in a sort of stage whisper. Camille, it repeated, then became unintelligible. That, by the way, is my name, unless you forgot. Oh, Camille, no! (laughs) Many thoughts held hands and danced around my head with lightning speed. I love that image so much. It's adorable. I'm I'm, I'm sure it's uh, so good. All right. First was, what a weird hallucination. Then I thought, how consistent. It's hard to pronounce the L sound in my name, especially at a low volume. And that was how my name was whispered. Very human. And then I thought, well, I'm in a trench and I'm cold and I'm tired. Whatever. Fair. So I said loudly and brightly, announcer style, funny how the wind can sound like a human voice in narrow spaces. My husband, who is several feet behind me, grumpily said, what? And I said, never mind. (laughs) Being about 10 to 20 feet apart, the first guy, myself and my husband were each sort of alone. A mistake in retrospect. 30 minutes later, my husband was shouting, Camille, what? What did you say? Nothing, I shouted back. But it was a woman's voice saying my name. I stopped short and decided we should all stay closer together. (laughs) Smart. I told my husband that I hadn't said anything. And he said again that a woman's voice had said his name twice and then said to take care. Oh, no. Fucking what? No. Very bad. And what was that about taking care? Was that legit advice? Was it a threat? Was my husband about to keel over from dehydration? Was I too? The girl we were with came along with our designated ranger. 
To add to my confusion, he acted like it was normal and counseled us not to listen to the voices. Oh, boy. The voices, no, please. Jeez. It was probably Maria, the ranger said. He added that he'd seen her once or twice from a distance. She usually sat on rocks in streams. She had luminous white clothes and long black hair. People never really saw her face. She was always sort of looking away from them. But he assured us that when you saw her, you just knew that she was beautiful. You just knew she had a beautiful face. Mm. And that really touched me to the core. The place was beautiful and overflowing with life. The ferns, the flowers, the animals, the endless trees, the mist, the distant sulfur pools. It condensed into a spirit that never showed you its face. It would surely be nothing but beautiful. Except for the leeches. <laughs> the kind found on McKeeling and many other Philippine rainforests is called the limitic, blood leeches. Which, yep. okay. Mm -hmm. They would leap off leaves and trees onto your skin. Oh they want, okay, a little, little medical warning here, y'all. They want eyeball blood, so we had to look at each other every now and then to check. Oh, my God. They like cold, dark, and wet, exactly like Dementors. Oh, my God. So in the chill and misty night, they were practically raining down upon us. <laughs> Just looking at Eric's face oh, right now. He's okay. looking away, and he's very sad. Here's, he's closed his eyes. <laughs> here's the thing. Is blood different? In different parts of your body. Apparently. Is Apparently. eyeball blood different blood? It's easier what to get to, I guess. Mean? Animals will go for an eyeball sometimes. Mm. It must be it must be different somehow. I don't <laughs> No. Eric is pretty Just... done. It's pretty done. Oh, well, a story after this. All right. <laughs> almost almost done here. Um so much like Dementors, they like the chill and misty night, but you couldn't ridiculous them away. Mm. You couldn't stop walking. I stopped to pee once and I was deathly frightened they'd get me in the vulnerables. Is it a bad that I need to point out that that's the wrong spell to cast off Dementors? Oh, that's Bogarts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, you can't expect a Patronum them away either. They're not all that harmful, but they do inject a mild anesthetic into your bloodstream. So you the can't bites. feel them. Exactly. They aren't painful, but dealing with them is exhausting. They also inject you with anticoagulants, so pulling them off means you have a little tiny hole in your skin that bleeds for quite some time. <laughs> Gross. Luckily, I wasn't bitten on McKeeling, not even once. My husband did get pretty annoyed with me for jumping and shrieking the first few times the leeches landed on my skin. They were just leeches, he said, exasperated. <laughs> and they were nothing compared to what I could suffer should I throw myself into any ditches. He was right, but also you can Google limitic images and videos. And if you're going to be reading this on the podcast, you can tell me if jumping and shrieking was a natural reaction. I'm not going to yes, watch this. Yes, Camille. Yes, it's a natural reaction. I'm not going to watch those videos. Not going to watch the videos. Uh, your your husband is welcome to be a leech shield for you. Mm. I would scream as well. They're just leeches. He can put himself in between you and the leeches then. Yep. So as they're finishing up, far behind us was our injured friend and a group of five or more rescuers. Later, when we were all back together, he told us of the voices they heard. Mm -mm. A child crying, laughter, people shouting. Yep. Yo, I wanted to see the mystical mountain, but I didn't sign up for this much mystical. Listen, you don't get to decide how much mystical That's goes true. into these things. But the ranger said those were just the sounds made to lead people off trail. That's why there were big reflector discs and trail markers along the right path. But you couldn't say Maria is unkind. She controls the weather and people die on her mountain. But ultimately, according to all the stories, she is good. People don't say that out of fear, I feel. It's more like cowering respect and awe for the forces of nature in general. As expected, the rangers asked us if we'd fooled around in the forest and so got punished. <laughs> we hadn't. Well, Maria just got playful with us then, they said. So that's the story of a mystical mountain and the spirit therein. We could have just been really tired and thirsty, but when too many people over too many years talk about something magical as if it were true, how can you completely doubt its existence? Anyway, we were back in safe when another heavily satiated leech plopped out of another nose. That was it. 
Real life awaited. The adventure was done. Wow, that was a fantastically written email. Yes. And fantastic use of leeches as a storytelling method. Where was this? Philippines. I'm not going. Oh, no. But we have to go. We have to. There's so many good listeners in the Philippines. That's true. I mean, that, that. yeah, but like. No. That sounds bad. All of that sounds very bad. This is the most scared I've seen Schneider. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, I just don't like... It's like the the opposite of... I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to say yes if I don't want to say something too funny. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. It's like the opposite of like when you accidentally like snort orange soda off your nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... This is like the exact antithesis of that in terms of unpleasantness. And that's extremely unpleasant. It's the worst nosebleed ever. I just, mm, it's just, I don't know. I Or it's like, a very efficient nosebleed <laughs> where you just bleed out the one leech and it has taken no, all the No, but they said when the leech falls off, you're still oh, bleeding. True. Yeah. It's true. I just, I don't, I also just don't like, like a thing coming. Uh, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Well, who is a, a palate cleanser myth for us? Instead, can I tell you about the screaming tunnel? Yes. More screaming tunnels. This is a whisper tunnel. Whisper tunnels. You can tell us about the screaming tunnel. So this comes in from Gemma, and she writes, I live in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Really nice, lots of nature, highly recommend a visit. Anyway, in the Niagara region, there are many small towns very close to each other. From Niagara Falls, you can get to St. Catharines, Niagara on the Lake, and two other small towns within 15 minutes of each other. The location of my story is just past the border of Niagara Falls in Niagara on the Lake. You head down a small road with farmhouses on each side until you cross some rarely used train tracks. You take a right and there, hidden underneath the hill, is an old stone brick tunnel. There's graffiti on the walls, the floor is always damp, uh-huh, with uh-huh. at least one small puddle, and always smells slightly off, as, as damp places are wont to do. Great. If you were to go through this tunnel, you can climb up the grass-covered hill to the train tracks, where I almost got hit by a train once, but that's a different story. No. <laughs> the whole place has always had the vibe of being not right. I don't know how to explain it other than the hair on the back of your neck stands up and it feels like someone is watching you. This is the story of the screaming tunnel. I'm picturing the tunnels from John Wick 2, just so we're all on the same page. Cool, cool, cool. Gotcha. I'm, I'm picturing that tunnel the from the... Bunny Man uh, story. Don't remind mm. me of that one, Julia. Sorry. Nope. There are many versions of the same story. No one really knows which, if any, are true. But regardless of the truth of them, I, as a person who has recently had several spooky encounters and is generally good at picking up on vibes, there is something not quite right about this tunnel. One version says that there was a barn near the tunnel that caught fire. A young girl who had been in the barn escaped, but her hair and clothing were on fire. The tunnel had not yet been built, but a stream ran through the place where the tunnel would eventually stand. She ran to it, attempting to quench the fire, but her burns were too severe and she died there, laying in the cold, shallow water. I always pick the spooky ones, I'm sorry. (laughs) Another form of the tale maintains that the girl died by fire, but instead of a barn fire, her father dragged her down to the tunnel and lit her on fire himself, apparently because he lost a custody battle for her and was angry and jealous. Yikes. No matter which version of the origin story you believe, the outcome is always the same. If you light a match at the center of the tunnel, you will hear the girl scream and a gust of wind will blow out the match. That's... I like that. I myself have never attempted it, but I have no particular desire to hear it. Also, if any of the stories are true, I'd prefer to let her ghost rest instead of purposefully antagonizing her. Thank you, Gemma. We appreciate that. Smart. 
And yet, despite the bad vibes and the hella creepy story, a large amount of Niagara region's teens and young adults inevitably end up hanging out near the Screaming Tunnel, whether it is to do a photo shoot or to light a fateful match, which we had a place like that, the old the old waterworks on yeah. the island where yeah. everyone would go take photo shoots for their bands. That is true. At least two bands we know. They they tore it down like yeah. a couple of years back, but it was very cool and covered in graffiti. I'm 20 and still end up there with my friends, although you'd think a ghost and nearly getting hit by a train would be enough to keep me away. If you'd like to see some of the photos of the tunnel and the train tracks, let me know and I'd be happy to send them an email or send them to your Instagrams. I would like to see pictures just because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. creepy tunnels are my jam. Totally. Thank you for reading my story. I have many more like it where I come from. So if you'd like to hear from me again, please let me know. Thank you, Gemma. I would love to hear more stories from you. Thank you, Gemma. And good instincts, except for the part where you go back to the spot yes. where you almost got hit by a train. Yes. That is very scary. Please, please be careful. Please be careful. We love careful. you. I've got a story to end us on. No, that sounds like it's going to kill oh, us. No, we're all going to die. end us. <laughs> I have a story to finish this episode with. Great. It's called Ghost Cat. This comes to us from Caroline, and they write, Hi, Julia, Amanda, and Eric. There you are. I'm a new listener, and I love your show. I am writing to tell you about my little ghost encounter. <laughs> don't, like, don't like the way that's described at all. I also like added a lot of lot of yeah that was a lot of uh, to that to that yeah. to my reading there was, of it. There were some jazz hands thrown some in there. Stylizing. I go to a I go to a college located in a suburbanish part of the Twin Cities, and almost all of the students bounce between various cheap and often strange houses during the summers and or their junior and senior years. Those college towns, just a lot of strange houses going on. It's true. Yeah, it's so it's it's always weird. Yeah. College housing. I am following this pattern as well and have been subletting a room in a house with three other students for the last four months. That's a lot of numbers in that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Though they've all been living there for much longer than I have by over a year, but none of us really know anything about the history of the house at all. However, my housemates insist that the house is haunted. They say this in a way that is sometimes kind of jokey, but they seem to truly believe it as well. I know they aren't trying to scare me because they say that the ghost is benevolent or neutral. I love a neutral. <laughs> I, it's I a am, neutral I ghost. Neutral. I, have, I have no business of the good or evil here. On the D&D alignment scale, true neutral ghost. I also like this uh, young adult thing where you just say like, is anyone else sad all the time? <laughs> <laughs> hey, is everything here spooky or is it just me? Exactly. I never saw any evidence of ghost activity, so I had to miss their claims. Until oh, no. one day, a few months ago. Oh no! This always happens. Caroline. People are always like, "I didn't believe it," and then it happened to me. That's literally <laughs> yeah, it's persuasive. That's literally the beginning of Ghost Adventures. It's I never believed in ghosts until I had a supernatural encounter myself. Or if you watch the YouTube poops that Jake watches, <laughs> I never believed in ghosts until I believed in ghosts. Cute. One of my housemates fosters animals, and I had brought. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. Everybody that said it took like four tries to get through, so we're just we're just go, plowing go. Moving ahead. Along. Moving along. Uh, and I brought my girlfriend over to introduce her to our newest feline resident, a big, soft, completely stupid three-year-old cat named Harvey. Aww, Harvey. Completely stupid is so mean to that cat. Be nice to Harvey. He's trying his best. I mean, look, we. I mean, I. We all know that I. We've got two dogs back home, Herbie and Henry, and you know what? Herb is just. We we call him a lovable doof. <laughs> yep. And that's the polite way of saying completely stupid. At that moment there were at that moment there were three people in the house. Her, me, and one of our housemates. 
My housemate was sitting in the living room while my girlfriend and I were in the other housemate's room, adjacent to the living room with the cat. While we were petting him, we heard a meow. Not strange with a cat in the house, but it seemed to come from the open door to the basement, Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. Harvey hadn't opened his mouth. Uh-oh. Oh, no. We asked the housemate, who should have been able to hear it from her position, if she heard anything, or if she'd been watching a video, or if she herself had meowed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Really fair. going through all the checkers. all like, the bases. Like, okay, so, were you watching so a video? the cat didn't do it. <laughs> you, were you watching a video of a cat? Were you watching keyboard cat? Did, did you meow? I'm did not going to judge, meow? but uh, Catherine, did you meow? Did you just have to meow? She said no to all of our questions. There's no way a cat could have gotten into or out of our basement or house since it was March in Minnesota and we kept all the windows firmly shut. Fair. We've also never seen or heard any outdoor cats in the neighborhood and the sound clearly came from inside. Sounds like a ghost cat. Mm. This is perhaps a bit of a bummer, but on the bright side, we have one cat right now who has four kittens. So our ghost cat Aww. has plenty of playmates. Oh, okay, Cute. better. All right, See, all right. You remedied it. Brought, it brings it back. It brings it back. Good it brings job. it back. I love the idea of a ghost kitten, though. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had ghost cat, yeah. but a ghost kitten who can play with the other kittens. That's very sweet. So cute. And, like, they're to te- teach it things. Yeah. And, and like, play around with the, the yeah. litter and like stuff it, like that. The, they wise up, but they're also still a kitty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that a lot. Cute. Well, everybody, thank you so much for sending us your urban legends. We love reading these. And if you sign up for our Patreon, you mm-hmm. can actually get a whole additional bonus Your Urban Legends episode every dang month. We're about to record that. And we are so excited that we can still read your emails and hang out with each other and argue about ghosts. Yep. Yes. And remember, listeners, as always, stay creepy. Stay cool. Thanks again to our sponsors. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, your budget, your lifestyle. Get started at stitchfix.com spirits for 25% off when you keep your whole box. Away is a suitcase company who makes our new go-to products for travel of all kinds. Get 20% off a suitcase by going to awaytravel.com and entering the code spirits at checkout. And Care-of is a personalized vitamin service designed to fit your life and body. Get 25% off your first order at TakeCareOf.com with the code SPIRITS. Spirits was created by Amanda McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Eric Schneider, with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Keep up with all things creepy and cool by following us at Spirits Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. We also have all of our episode transcripts, guest appearances, and merch on our website, as well as a form to send us your urban legends at spiritspodcast.com. Join our member community on Patreon, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast for all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff. Just one dollar gets you access to audio extras with so much more available too. Recipe cards, director's commentaries, exclusive merch, and real physical gifts. We are a founding member of Multitude, a collective of independent audio professionals. If you like spirits, you will love the other shows that live on our website at multitude.productions. And above all else, if you liked what you heard today, please share us with your friends. That is the very best way to help us keep on growing. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.